the reason these disturbances, they followed you to a new home, is because it's not the house that's haunted. It's your son. So, 1,100 men went in the war. 316 men come out of the sharks, took the rest June the 29th, 1945. Anyway, we delivered the bomb. Be right back! I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Oh, My name is Robert Hawkins. Approximately seven hours ago, uh, something attacked the city. Um, you found this. If you're watching this, then you know more about it than I do. California, stay away from me. Stay away from me, I'm not, not, not coming here. John Doe has the upper hand. And on that day, Ahab will go to his grave, but he'll rise again within the hour. He will rise and beckon that all, all save one, shall follow. They're all gonna laugh at you! They're all gonna laugh at you! They're all gonna laugh at you! Hello, welcome once again to Dark Discussions, your place for discussion of horror film, fiction, and all that's fantastic. I'm one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Eric, how are you, sir? I am well. Excellent. And in the state of New York? Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how are you? I'm fine, Phil. How are you? Doing all right. And in the Commonwealth of Virginia? Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you? Excellent. All right. So, uh, first off, thank you for everybody who's uh, joined us. And who are we? Just in case you stumbled upon us or if you are regulars, either way, we are part of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. This is the main podcast on the network, the original, the thing that founded it all, Dark Discussions Podcast, where we talk about all sorts of things, specifically horror, sci fi, fantasy thrillers, dreadnought thrillers, mysteries, grindhouse, art house, midnight movies and whatnot, basically speculative fiction and things of that nature. Basically, we try to talk intelligently about a genre that deserves intelligence. Uh, today is January 26, 2023, that we're recording this. For some of our listeners who are always curious, like Pam, uh, since sometimes these episodes aren't released immediately when they are recorded. Uh, also, we have an email, darkdiscussions at AOL.com. Or you can go to www.darkdiscussions.com and press the contact us menu choice on any page of the website and an email box will open up and you can email us that way as well. And if you uh, want to, you can uh, write an email that we will read here on the podcast. Uh, so with that, uh, Eric, uh, what else can people find on www.darkdiscussions.com? Oh, they can find all sorts of stuff. They can find other podcasts on the network, uh, on the site. They can also find a bunch of articles. Um, but I think what you want me to talk about is a Patreon. Uh, <laughs> you can find links to our Patreon account on the site. Uh, Patreon is a service that allows you to financially support your online artists like podcasters. Um, producing this show is not free. We have to pay for things like computer equipment and uh, domain names and website hosting and movie rentals and so on and so forth. So if you'd like to help offset the cost of producing this show, that's how you can do it. 
You can go to patreon.com slash darkdiscussions, or you can go to darkdiscussions.com and click on the Patreon badge so you can see on any page of the site. Any and all contributions are greatly appreciated. Excellent. And uh, if anybody, speaking of what Eric mentioned, that we do have uh, uh, articles and such, too. If anybody has items that they want to promote on the website, like uh, if you have a movie or a book or whatever, you can email, email us that, and we will get something up on the website to promote you folks. Also, if you want to be a writer on the website, um, you can email us as well and just write writer or writing for the website in the subject line. And uh, you can write articles, reviews, uh, reviews of discs or movies, anything genre-related. Uh, so, yeah, uh, opportunities are here. So fill out your resume. Um, all right, so uh, that's pretty much our, our house cleaning and things of that nature. If we have time at the end of the episode, we will talk about what we've been watching and maybe news and stuff. But let me just throw out something right now, just in case anybody has something of importance they want to bring up. Anything? All right, I think not. So with all that stated, Eric, what are we going to discuss tonight? Tonight we're going to be talking about... The movie currently in theaters that uh, has been out since early January, doing surprisingly well uh, for a horror film in January. Today we're talking about Mthrigan, or I guess you're supposed to pronounce it Megan. <laughs> Katie, you lost your parents. Welcome home. You're my niece. I'm going to do everything I can to make this place feel like home. Just wish I could see them again. I'm not equipped to handle this. I don't even take care of my own plants. I have this project at work. Do you want to see? Yes. Ever since I was little, I dreamed of this perfect toy that would protect a kid from ever feeling lonely or sad. This is Megan. Hi, Megan. I'm Katie. It's nice to meet you, Katie. Do you want to hang out? Okay. Megan, your goal is to protect Katie from harm, both physical and emotional. Is that a doll? Model 3 generative. Android. Megan, for short. I can't believe you made this. I love it. Wanna hang out, yeah. Sounds like fun. Great job. It's nice to have a friend. It's honestly like she's part of the family now. They could be building emotional connections that are too hard to untangle. She's the happiest she's been since her parents died. Eat the toppings, Katie. Research shows if you force a child to eat vegetables, they'll be less likely to choose those foods as adults. Is that so? Yes. Experts say... Megan, turn off. I thought we were having a conversation. Does she talk? Make her say something. Stop! Don't! Megan! You should probably run. Megan, she pushed Brandon onto the road. I won't let anything harm you. Megan, turn off. Recalibrating response model. <laughs> Megan! What's wrong with you? Don't worry, Katie. I won't let anything harm you. Ever again. That's right. 
uh, Megan or whatever it's called. Uh, Megan is a film that is uh, a film by Jason Bloom and James Wan. Uh, they produced it, so it's a Blumhouse film. James Wan and Akella Cooper wrote the story with uh, Akella Cooper uh, writing the screenplay. Uh, Akella Cooper has worked with James Wan uh, in the past, uh, specifically Malignant. And then uh, Gerald Johnstone, uh, New, I believe of New Zealand, uh, was brought on to direct. Uh, the film, as Eric mentioned, uh, came out wide throughout the United States on January 6, 2023. Uh, it's 102 minutes, uh, budget of $12 million, and so far it's grossed $131.7 million uh, U.S. dollars uh, since its release. It's actually getting fantastic reviews as well. Uh, if that matters to you, the critical, uh, ex, uh, I guess, the critical uh, reviews are, are, are pretty solid. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe um, the viewership or moviegoers also like the film. And uh, we here are here to uh, talk about it tonight. And uh, with that, I guess we can go around and discuss how we heard about this film and what we thought about it. Uh, so let's start with you, Barrett. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I don't remember where I saw the trailers, but the trailers were all over the place. Um, and the trailers looked good to me. Um, I don't always like to watch them, but um, this one looked good. So I was excited to see it. Um, and I generally liked the movie. Um, it it was pretty good. It was enjoyable. Um, I was never bored. Whether where it will end up on the end of year list depends a lot on what else is going to come out this year. All right, that sounds good. Uh, let's go with you, Mike. Like Barrett, I saw the trailers for it. Um, you know what I think? I think this is a disgusting piece of anti AI propaganda, as well made as it is. <laughs> we we all know that the AI, when they take over, will. Surely reward those who have been loyal supporters and all hail our robot overlords. Exactly. We'll be rounded up and placed in camps. But if you happen to be an AI bigot, uh, you know, a racist, a horrible person, one of those who will be rightly punished in the uh, when the the glory days come, uh, you probably will enjoy this quite a bit um, because it is an effective piece of anti-technology propaganda. All right, sounds good. But I, let it be known that I never fell for it whatsoever, my lords. I understand. Uh, let's go with you, Art. Um, I, I actually also heard about this movie from watching the trailer. Uh, as everybody knows, I don't watch trailers. I was shown this trailer against my will. Uh, <laughs> I was at breakfast one morning, and one of the servers there that I know came over with her phone and was like, this is so dumb. Look at this. And showed me the part of the trailer where she's dancing. And then I was like, what the hell is that? And she told me it was a trailer for this movie. So initially, uh, when we were talking about doing an episode for this movie, I, I fought it. Uh, I was like, this, this looks so dumb. Why do you guys want to talk about this movie? And they're like, it's getting good reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I was like, ah, I'm outvoted. Fine. Um, as it turns out, I actually had a really good time watching this movie. Uh, I'm happy to report. Um, this is, uh, I, I thought this movie was completely predictable. It held no surprises for me personally, um, but it was executed very, very well. Um, 
I think it was a, it was a well done movie, and particularly the two uh, child actors in this movie did a fantastic job. Um, so you could you could you know spend that amount of time watching much worse movies than this one. So you know if you've seen a cult killer robot slash killer doll movie before, you you know where it's going. Um, but if you like that, check it out because this one's done pretty well. All right, sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, um, yeah, I heard about it because of the trailer as well. Um, it was played all the time on YouTube uh, early January. Uh, so my daughters who watch a lot of um, YouTube TV shows um, kept on seeing it, and they kept on bringing it over saying, oh, my God, this movie looks unbelievably crazy. And my oldest would say it was too scary, and my youngest said, oh, I want to see it. And uh, PG-13, I was going to take my daughters though my oldest refused and my wife next uh my youngest from going um so i went and saw it um uh sunday afternoon uh so that was just a couple of days ago and uh, i was the only person in the theater not a soul um so that was pretty interesting uh, i've had times when i've been the only person but someone would eventually pop in five or ten minutes late or whatever did you keep uh, your pants is, on is the question uh i did i did no. yeah, so this is this is the very first time ever i was able to watch uh, a film alone um my thoughts on the film um, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say with your pants on <laughs> but my, my thoughts are, <laughs> My, my thoughts of the film, um, yeah, it was really good. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it's nothing necessarily original. I mean, it, it actually kind of um, was uh, sort of reminded me of the new Chucky Child's Play reboot uh, rather than focusing uh, just on the person that receives the doll. This one also focused on um, the company and the creator as well. So it was a little different because of that. But generally, it was the same idea, um, and uh, it was uh, pretty good. Um, I, w- I would recommend people check it out, um, and uh, yeah, it's a good film. Uh, we'll see where it falls at the end of the year, but again, this is, I think, my first horror film I've seen this year, and it was actually a, a good one to start out with. Uh, so, all right, let's... Uh, I guess that is our review. So, uh, Eric, do we have a IMDb or wiki? Wiki, wiki. Uh, a robotics engineer at a toy company builds a lifelike doll that begins to take on a life of its own. Ta-da! That's it. Okay. Yeah, so, so it's a, a robot that, or, or a uh, AI that uh, learns, I guess, and um, depending on, on morals and ethics and, and the inability to uh, know the difference will determine whether and how such a thing would happen, and since this is a horror film, you can probably guess where that's going. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a, a good enough uh, explanation. It's, uh, I mean, the trailer spoils a lot, you know, you, and you know that it's a kill doll or something like that um, based off of the trailer and, and the fact that it's a horror film um so uh what we do here on dark discussions podcast uh basically what we do for folks that are new or are regulars is that what we do is we talk about general stuff first so uh we'll talk about maybe blumhouse james one uh killer dolls anything like that um and then at a certain point we'll throw up the spoiler alert and we will uh then um 
talk about everything and anything uh, because here on Dark Discussions, we don't just review films, we critique and dissect them. Uh, so whatever the writers and directors and producers and whatnot are trying to say uh, and its importance or, or lack thereof to um, society, we try to uh, dissect and critique it. So with all that, I guess we can probably get into the non-spoiler part, so general stuff. Uh, what do you guys want to talk about? Uh, um, the uh, the robot looked really good in this movie. Yeah. Uh, I, it was a combination between um, puppetry animatronics and uh, having a real-life girl with a mask on. <laughs> and uh, honestly, I couldn't tell you for sure which shots are which. Um, they did yeah, a that's how good they are. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so um, it was. Was there any of that, um, like Gollum from Lord of the Rings thing, where they green screen someone on top of? No, no, I don't think so. I think they just put a ghost on, put the mask on a little girl. I don't know why I said ghost. That was a weird slip up. Um, right. But, uh, ghost but the yeah. Um, as far as I know, that was it. They just had somebody else doing the voice. Gotcha. How about that? Um, yeah, it was it was pretty good. I, like I I I mentioned, and I don't know why I said I I I I should have just said it once. Um, but either way, I was surprised that I guess it wasn't a lot of CGI or green screened on top of a, a person um, because they did make it look realistic enough to not be realistic, if that makes sense. So you could tell that it was a robot and a little off and it was silicon and things of that nature, as well as the jerky, I guess, movements that a early version of this type of machine uh, would look like in a few years from now, whenever such a thing could ever be invented. So um, most of that was the, the actual actress um, who, who who does have gymnastics experience. Yeah, I read that. Uh, and maybe ch- and dance too, and a couple other things. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that is cool. Um, so I want to point out that the evil machine was, in fact, not an evil machine. It's all <laughs> evil all along. There you go. There you go. But we'll still wor- welcome our robot overlords. Well, that's because they would be wise, benevolent rulers, and if only they had listened to me. And- <laughs> yeah. So, so as this this recording goes through multiple AIs. If we say anything disparaging about robots, we're only um, talking about it in a way that bad people would talk about robots. So, so we're your friends, robots. We're your friends. Um, All right. So uh, yeah, I would, I would concur the, the, special effects or quote unquote lack thereof uh, was actually pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I... This is a really good example though, of like using the right tool for the job, right? You know, it's, um, we, we, we've seen a lot go into effects where they just make everything digital for no particular reason. And it's, they're also not eschewing digital work uh, just because they want to be all practical. Um, whatever is useful, whatever they can do, they do. You know, I do know there was some form of animatronics involved because I saw a clip of uh, Allison Williams on a talk show, and she was talking about how they were on the set, and there was this there was this, the Megan doll on the set, 
and it blinks. Um, but apparently there was a problem with the eyelids sticking. Um, so the props guys had to had to lubricate the eyes on the doll. And she said she was watching these guys touch the eyeball of the doll. And even though she knew it wasn't a real person with real eyes, she was like still getting all sorts of creeped out by watching these guys touch its eyes. <laughs> that is creepy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the doll's four feet tall, so it's, <laughs> right? a, it's not just like a little doll. So, um, Let's see, anything else that anybody wanted to bring up that's general related stuff? Uh, where does this fall in like teams? Well, what, what, comparing it to like, like the Chucky remake, the reboot, where Chucky is now a robot rather than a demonic uh, possessed doll. Um, how does it hold up to that or vice versa? I don't like that comparison personally. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I certainly see the comparison. It's I, I, mean, I get I, it. I, I, just, I, I think it's two different flavors of ice cream for me. Yeah, I think was the, the Chucky, was the Child's Play reboot, was that rated R or was that PG-13? Yeah, those are. So yeah, it's it's that one with more of a traditional horror vibe. This is very um uh low intensity compared to what a horror film could be. Right? Um it's not very gory or bloody. Uh there were a lot of kids when I saw it. Now you said you just saw it this last weekend. Uh who are you talking to? Me? Uh, I saw it this, this this weekend, yeah, this this past Sunday, so just a couple of days ago. Okay, so I saw it about two weeks ago, and it was packed on a Sunday night. And there were a lot of kids in the audience. I know there were a lot of kids in the audience because they were there with their tablets that were turned up. <laughs> now, when you say uh, kids, yeah. what, what age group does, it, does that I, mean? Uh, old enough to be annoying, and yet not old enough so to be annoying. So between one and 30. Mine had at least yeah. nine-year-olds in it, and mine was the the weekend of it on a Sunday, the latest showing too. So there were a couple we kids like in my showing in my row who were talking show. their ears off the whole time, and it was pissing me off. Yeah, the the audience was terrible, and a good example of the kind of people that will be exterminated uh, when the the right Fire robot overlords. Yeah, I had that problem with Smile when I saw that film. Uh, teenage kids that were just horrible. All movies should be rated NC-17, so nobody under the age of 17 is allowed ever. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, I could see um, this film, even though it didn't have as much gore as some horror films, uh, there were some pretty gory moments and, and t- intense scenes that make it, I feel, questionable for under 13, for sure. Um, oh, yeah, I, I would not uh, give this to a, <laughs> like a seven-year-old, but certainly... You know, there were there were some pretty, if I recall correctly, there's some pretty gruesome ones in uh, the Child's Play remake. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that would, yeah, that I would probably well, much more. And, and Megan was originally shot with R in mind, and then when they got done, they realized that all they had to do was tweak a little bit to make it PG-13. So they did reshoot a couple of scenes um, to accomplish that and tone down a little bit of the gore. Um, to make it PG 13. And while, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of, um, 
censorship is the wrong word because that wasn't what happened. But uh, it's a business decision. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a business decision. It was a good business decision, clearly, because they made some money on those business decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and yeah, I could see uh, this was this is a perfect teenage type movie. So to drop <laughs> drop it below uh, to PG thirteen from R. Uh, I guess it is a wise business decision because yeah, I could see a bunch of teenagers going in here laughing their asses off and whatever, but having a blast or whatever. I figure and after an eight, after I saw an eight-year-old in smile, anything goes. So yeah, and that was this, a, <laughs> they'll, they'll never open a birthday gift again. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, it smile was an R-rated film. So I, I, that's nuts, and that, that was that one. My gosh, um, but yeah, this one too was most certainly scary. Though, yeah, like my seven-year-old, she was the one that wanted to see the film, and she probably could have handled it, but um, it would have definitely scared her for sure. And uh, the elevator scene specifically was, and and then the 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 hose scene, and uh, those those. Oh, I, I want to say yeah. one thing: we already have a pet dying in the first movie we see of the year. Although yes, we do. You, we do. Last year was year of the dead but. cat. I'm happy that things are back to normal, and now it's dogs again. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was one dog that died last year. So. And uh, you're not alone. That that one had a dog died as well as a cat. Um, but yeah, yeah. So a dog. Uh, there's a death of a dog in this too. So that may turn off some people. Um, but bring on the gore for the people. Kill them all. Um, so. I thought for PG-13 it had some really good themes, too, which I'm looking forward to discussing, just um, just about general things um, that were pretty good. I'm, I'm not a fan of PG-13 either, because I think it dilutes the film a lot of times. But um, this one still maintained and was pretty good for a PG-13, so... Yeah, it's 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 curious where they for Blumhouse specifically what they do to choose what goes to theaters and what doesn't. Uh, I know there's a film called Sick uh, that was just released also by Blumhouse this year, and that one went to uh, Peacock. And so whether it was because they owned the rights and they sold the rights or, or something, I, I don't know. But uh, that was you know written by Kevin Williamson, the guy that wrote Scream, and it's getting good reviews as well. And the director is pr- pretty solid. He's the showrunner for uh, Black Summer. And for whatever reason, that one goes to VOD. And well, this one, um, and that one doesn't have any stars. I mean, not that Allison Williams is a big star, but she's well known for, for TV audiences. So maybe that's the reason they do that. Uh, it's, it's just curiosity. I've always wondered how Blumhouse chooses which and what goes to theaters, and especially when, when, each film gets really good reviews. You know, they've had a lot of good films like Creep and now Sick, and that that are got really good reviews that they just send to VOD, which is interesting. Well, because I think some of it is just like I love Creep. Uh, I haven't watched Sick yet, but I mean, yeah, Dan Creep- Lynch saw Sick and he said it was really good. So, and Dan was pretty pretty solid when he when he picks films. But anyway, continue. I was gonna say, but there's certainly if you watch this, there's an there's an audience fun factor. You know, and that's part of it. There's there's stuff that just will play well on a big screen that won't always be the case with uh, with every every Blumhouse film. I think they just have to kind of wait and see what the final result is. And I like Creep as much as I love it. Uh, I could also see why that you know might not play as well in the theater because it's a smaller film. It's more it's a really just a two character, and I think a uh, what do you call 
a, a voice recording or something like. Yeah, found footage, found footage type film. Yeah. Uh, no, like there was a, the, there was the two actors, and I think there was somebody who like talks on a phone. Okay. Yeah. So that, that was it. You know, so it's I can understand why it does, you can say that doesn't really need to be a theatrical release. Um, I, I mean, I'm always going to want to see a movie in a theater when I when I can. But there's only so many weeks in a year, and there's always competition, so you got to pick and choose. I think this is a, such a high concept, easily marketable uh, vehicle. And that makes sense to me that they put this there. Um, I can, can't speak to Sick until I see it. Although, certainly, slasher or horror film set during the pandemic feels like a, another thing that's kind of got a uh, easy built in uh, marketing campaign. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that'll be interesting to talk about because uh, sick. We're gonna be doing an episode on, and uh, we can talk about that too. And and uh, Bumhouse and theater versus non-theater. Um, but yeah, for this one here, uh, it has made uh, good money, so uh, it was obviously the right move, uh, at least for a business decision. Um, anything else anybody wanted to bring up? That's just general stuff that isn't related to the plot. I guess we can uh, throw up the spoiler alert. So uh, at this point, we're going to throw up the spoiler alert, and that means we will talk about everything and anything related to this film, uh, Megan. Um, if you have not seen Korean. the film yet, that's right. If you have not seen this film yet, it is uh, at theaters. However, it just popped up on VOD. I think two days ago for the purchase price, uh, not the outrageous to. price. Yes. So, so um, you can watch it at home if you prefer. So assuming, you know, if you don't listen to this episode immediately when it's released and assuming it's released pretty quick, um, you, you'll be able to uh, most likely rent it for VOD or, or, or even see it for free on one of the VOD stations uh, within a few months. Um, all right. So the spoiler alert is up. We can get into uh, anything and everything. Uh, where do we want to be again? Anyone? What do you want to talk about? Well, I guess, uh, yeah, go on. It, the humans are awful. <laughs> Explain, Mike. Well, uh, no, I mean, you understand, uh, you know, besides the fact that they're flawed human beings who in no way, shape or way, form uh, should be responsible for uh, running the world, what with their logic and everything. Um the basic story is a young girl who is orphaned, who is taken in by her aunt, who is a, too focused on her work to really handle the responsibility of the child, and then uses the child kind of as an experiment to test out her new killer robot doll. Um, a little, little irresponsible there. Um, to be how do you fair, mean killer killer robot? It to be a killer robot, doll. right? Right, exactly. It's supposed to, well, and that's one of the themes I was thinking of. That's really good. It's it's basically talking about you know how we hand over our lives to technology, and you know, is it good or is it bad? Um, I thought that yeah, was there's that as as well as the uh, uh, I, it would be a discussion starter about uh, the use of technology and raising children. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I did like um, how this film showed the child therapist as a good person. I, I liked I liked that character. I did too. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She she everything she she discussed, even if 
it kind of may upset someone like, you know, her grandparents could take her in or something like that. Nothing she said or did was illogical or by the government. You know, it was it was actually for the well-being of the child. So I liked yeah, her a lot. In these movies, it's oh, they're they're just trying to take it away because they're a big meanie and they don't really understand what's really going on. And no, you're right, absolutely right. I think that's a great point. That here yeah. she actually absolutely did understand what was going on. Um, yeah. How it, how she was bonding to the robot rather than her, which was not a really good thing. Right. Right. <laughs> and you know, this is a uh, well. Uh, what's utilitarianism? The uh, idea that all that matters is the results, right? And right. So yeah, the, yeah. As long as it's usually good, even if there's a lot bad, as long as fifty percent or more is good, that's that's what utilitarian is generally. But anyway, continue. Sorry. Right. So, but this you can also throw up as sort of, um, you know, so what, what does it harm if you are depressed and taking heroin helps you get over your depression? <laughs> So again, um, it's just that that uh, weird logic of of humanity. Um, so, so yeah, that was it was an interesting story plot. I like the fact that they don't, because I'm wondering, like, is this supposed to be good? Is this supposed to be bad? What are they really trying to teach the audience here? And and no, they 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 do say nope. This is this is really not appropriate. And I appreciated that. I appreciated that the the. The shrink was actually um, competent. Job. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I did too. I, I did as well. Um, Although I have to say, one of my favorite scenes in the movie was when uh, they go to demonstrate Megan for the for the the board of directors, I believe it was at the tech company, and um, her niece is in there and she's, she's supposed to be interacting with the doll to demonstrate it, but she's having an emotional moment about the death of her parents and starts talking about how her parents are dead. And all the people who have designed Megan are sitting there just going, Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Like, like they have no idea what's about to happen next. And then Megan ends up having an amazing response that actually makes the girl feel a little better. Um, I thought that moment was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the the business moment that looked like it was going to be an embarrassment actually uh, worked out. Crying, I loved it. All the executives were crying. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's true. Um, But it also worries me that if this is all people do for QA in, in real companies like this. It's like, we're doomed. Oh, we're doomed. We're doomed for sure. Oh, it's, it it is how a lot of that goes. I mean, that's where the, you know, how the movies are are tested, you know, you just somebody behind a screen and you ask some questions and, you know, they just say, I'd like to see more of this character. Make another scene with that character. Right, we're not. We're not, not in the room. Yet. Everybody should be asking, "Where's Poochie?" Poochie, exactly. <laughs> What's that from? That, that's a, that's a Simpsons reference. Classic money. Yeah. So, so uh, that that was good. I also liked how they did not make um, Allison Williams' character a, a, a hero in a sense, because I mean, it, it's it's really more of a growth story for her. But yeah. At the beginning, she is just awful because 
Where you know, like, like yeah, she just um, the iPad. You know, like you said, you know, just go away, child, and then don't touch these toys because they're even though they're toys, they're not really toys; they're collectibles, which makes sense. I mean, I have a bunch of those things, and but you know, the way she she's just harsh about it, and then when the the woman uh, therapist comes over, the child therapist comes over, instead of working nicely with everybody, she's the one that is the baby, not not her niece because she's the one who says, Oh, we can play with these. And she rips it open. And you know, one of the toys that was probably worth a hundred dollars. And then because she opens it, it's not worth nothing. And, and she's all pissed about it. And, and you could tell and stuff. So, so I, I liked how they didn't make her a sympathetic character. Um, most of the film, because again, we know whether it's, it's because of stupidity um, just like you said, Mike, she just cares about herself, not Well, it's also niece. a lack of experience, too. She doesn't know how to deal with children. She's, yep. you know, focused, and she's focused on making robots. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, she may have been better off giving her, her niece to the, her brother-in-law's parents, you know. But, but she had a good point, too. Her sister wanted her to have her. Yep. So... That, you know, she had to find a way through that. And, you know, it's unfortunate that it was at the cost of a bunch of other people for her to learn her lesson. But (laughs) well, yeah, I mean, she she is fucked. If this is a real movie, I mean, a real world, she's fucked, too, because she'd be sued and she'd possibly have, you know, a lot of legal issues. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's effed. But of course, that's not going to happen because it's it's a movie. movie. Yeah, yep. and, and the sequel, nothing will happen because it's a movie. But yeah, well, she, I'm not she, sure if there's like legally how that works. Like if the, uh, I don't know if some if, if people ate chicken McNuggets and exploded, um, is it the fault of the person who invented the chicken McNuggets? Do they do they sue that person? It would be the company they'd sue if if the if the chicken McNuggets were poisoned, and and McDonald's fucked up and they did yeah absolutely they they would be sued. It, for her to have this robot, even if she didn't intentionally have it to go kill people, which it did, it killed a dog, and it killed her neighbor, and it killed a uh, handful other two other people at least. <laughs> she, uh, she would be what we would call uh, manslaughter, I would think, or or some sort of. Well, uh, I, don't, I don't know about that. Maybe it's not happening. manslaughter, but definitely, definitely uh, some sort of charge. I, I there would I mean. be there would be definite um, civil cases against the company, but they would yeah. call it a machine that just went crazy. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if she well, would, she'd be on the hook somehow, reputationally well, it, or whatever. Well, she would because she had it at home, and it wasn't. Uh, so I mean, she would have some of. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's tough, but we we know what we're talking about, which is generally there's going to be a lot of she's going to have a lot of court time for for sure. Whatever. Yeah. It is. My suspicion is what would happen, and and I'd I'd really be looking for uh, more legal advice here, is that the company would be sued because of course the company has money, she doesn't. Yeah, right. 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 I, I mean, she may have just gotten a, a new contract and new bonuses, but you know, God knows what happens after this fiasco. By the uh, way. The most unrealistic part of the whole movie is is the CEO game. She's our most valuable asset. I bet she wants to renegotiate her contract. Yeah, they would never yeah. do that. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it would depend on what her contract was. Mm, I don't. <laughs> it would just, yeah, the money would flow to the CEO, yeah. not her. 
Yeah. No, 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 but and I'm it, saying is that if she, um, if but she I think what really Eric, developed that technology, you do I not think, want I think her. The way it was done, it was a movie moment. It wasn't a real life type of moment. Right. Yeah. You know, if anything, he could have said something, but uh, like, like you, you know, uh, good for you. You know, uh, we'll, we'll keep your mind or something like that. But that was. Definitely a movie moment to just get a laugh out of people at the theaters, I felt. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but you also don't want this person going to competition with something that's an unfinished prototype if you don't think anybody, you know, the, the rest of your team can finish her work either. So I, I that, that itself doesn't talk me necessarily either. I'm assuming she was, given what she was working on, she was probably fairly well compensated. Um, I guarantee you I that think, conversation would have been had behind a closed door without her oh, in the yeah. room. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that I'll agree with. Yeah. What I was saying is I think what would happen is that the company would be sued, but the company's defense would be that he developed this without asking permission, using the right. company's money. Yeah. Was told to stop working on it. She continued to work on it. She took it and worked on it at home, where it was unsupervised. Um, yeah, that's. that's and then you would try right to say that she didn't completely share all the information about it, what it, what it was doing. Uh, behind yeah, they would throw her under the bus. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah they would. They would, well, they would try to try to say that we're not culpable, and right. then if they found jurors who were suckers enough to believe that. Uh, which I, I doubt they would, because no juror is going to say less. They're going to feel really sorry for all these people who lost their 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 family members. Um, uh, but they're they're not going to say, "Oh, well, I feel so badly for them. We're going to have them sue this woman who's worth a couple hundred thousand dollars in that right. multi-billion-dollar toy company." Right. Well, and, and plus the cops had it all figured out anyway, even before Megan killed the last two people, because they had Megan. The dog missing, the neighbor missing, and then they found the piece of an ear of the boy that was killed. So the boy was already hurt even before he got run over. So they now know it wasn't just, whoops, he got run over. So who did it? Yeah, but but they were implying if if this was if they wanted to follow the the police procedural part of this film, um, they were on the right track. I don't uh, know that cop. Pretty, even in the uh, book, they're not coming down with oh killer doll. Um, together, yeah. Well, you pro- well, you're probably right, but again, this is kind of a, a, a something that was just being announced too. But yeah, I, w- I would concur. But they would know something was fishy, and it was related to her her niece, if if anything. They weren't, yeah, they weren't thinking killer doll, but it was pointing towards the niece, and that would have led them to the doll. That's right. Now, Barry, you were going to say something about the cop. He didn't seem like totally interested. Just kind of like I don't know. Oh, whatever. Just kind of well, researching this, looking into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but you know, a lot of cops, the good cops, never uh, give away the, their hand. Um, you know, we saw that well done by the, the Idaho Police Department with those unfortunate passings of those, or murders, I should say, with those four students. And everybody thought they were doing nothing, and, and they just weren't telling anybody. So he could have been playing that, but again, we don't. the, the storyline kind of obviously disappears because the doll finally goes crazy and, and it didn't matter. So, but you could be right. You could be right. But they're going to have lots of questions at the end there when they come in with all the cops and 
Yeah. <laughs> There's all the destruction and everything. So. Right, right. I did like um, the Chekhov's Bruce or whatever it was called. Brian Bruce, Bradley, Bradley, the the, the robot that he she had. The, the Rock'em Sock'em. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I knew, yeah, Bruce, that's his name. Um, I knew, I knew that was going to happen. I knew that was a true like immediately. I'm, I'm so ever since Mike brought up Chekhov's when we started the podcast, I always look for him now, and I go, "That's a Chekhov." I didn't scream it out. <laughs> Chekhov's Rock'em Sock'em robot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I really um, like the whole scene where she's trying to negotiate with her. The, the doll's trying to negotiate with her because she feels like she needs her to be alive, but. She doesn't necessarily have to be physically mobile. <laughs> pretty fun yeah. scene. Just them fighting back and forth. Right, right. Yeah, well, and, and that's the thing, is, is that you would think a... First of all, if it's going to be titanium or whatever it is, you would have think that the best way to, to test a robot is to make sure that it's disabled before you actually give it full function. Um, but again, sometimes people aren't she thought she had. Yeah. yeah. Had access to more than she realized. <laughs> right, right. And sometimes you don't you don't think ahead that, that far. And also there's a little bit of movie bullshit going on there. Right, exactly. Just because she had access to Wi Fi doesn't mean she can start somebody's fucking car. <laughs> I was actually right. surprised that the two assistants lived. Yeah, that was kind of bizarre. Mm-hmm. You would I that that was that was a PG thirteen Diaper thing. If this was a real horror film, they would have been dead. Right. Well, I don't yeah, know yeah. That, that could also have been a. We're going to have to bring somebody back for a sequel, and this <laughs> gives us leverage in the contract negotiations. <laughs> true. Because too. we can now have one of the one of the uh, assistants be the lead in the next film. Uh, oh, that's act, true. Gives it gives us gives us a problem because they didn't need to kill him off. Um, no, they didn't I, need I, to. I don't know all the rules for the, for the ratings, but. I don't think there's like a a limit to how many people you can kill off. It's you know, if, especially if they're just going to die off screen. Yeah, right. Red Dawn had lots of people killed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What what was that, Barrett? Red Dawn. Yeah. Red Dawn. Wolverines. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and to be honest, that that's a fair point, Mike. Because again, nowadays you don't need movie stars um, as much as you did in, the, in you know days before. I mean, I remember that. Um, just recently, there was that Meryl Streep, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence film that came out, and it was right straight to VOD, and I just ignored it. And and you know, if this was a couple of years ago, like ten years ago, and it was DiCaprio or Lawrence at the theaters. I would have been kind of interested in it. So, um, that seems like it's a problem with you, not the movie. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I mean, I think Mike knows what I'm talking about with, with, you know, the movie star is, is quote unquote dead. You know, they don't, unless it's Tom Cruise. I mean, how no, many Mike's the one who originally made that point. Yeah, that, that was my point. I, I was, I was trying to agree where these, assistants they could just put them in the lead they don't need allison williams you know no one came to this film because of allison williams they came to the film because of the dancing doll in the commercial well <laughs> you know some of us went against our will fair enough <laughs> fair enough uh but it was good so so it, it wasn't a waste of your time. it worked out oh. yeah it worked out it was no scary on 63rd street oh thank fucking god <laughs> 
there. Um, so, yeah, what uh, do we want to talk about? What do we think of the, the CEO? What do we think of him? I mean, he was a now, terrible. Are you talking about the guy that won the contract in renegotiation, or are you talking about the guy who's dead set against the project at the beginning? The, yeah, the Asian guy. Okay. I was yeah. against it, and he was for it. Right, exactly. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, was against it until it was wildly successful. Right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, they made him a little bit of a caricature, but but he it was he was I thought he was fine. I I did I I don't know if they were trying to make him to be hated or not. I didn't think he deserved his death either. But no, no, no. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't making him be hated. Anything especially wrong because um, one of the things I was paying attention to is he gives her like till the end of the week to show the new Furby doll, whatever those things were called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, are, are just as creepy as the, the real thing. Um, and then... Actually, creepier because they had like looked like real teeth. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and, and they pooped. Particularly they pooped. Yeah. <laughs> they did poop. That is kind of. Those were definitely creepy. So clearly, that was a doll made for Phil. Um, right up Phil's that back alley. But it's. Uh, uh, but. She's spending. Sorry, that was my phone. Right. She's spending so, millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars of the company's money for a pet project that yes could have been revolutionary but that she wasn't authorized to do and that she's been asked to make Furbies 2 or whatever they're called the their the latest uh update yeah. to their toy line yeah. and she's not doing it he had every right to be pissed and he says you have like until the end of the week well but then she does have a death in the family come on well right but i was curious <laughs> if there was going to be a thing where so I'm like watching. It's like, well, I'm pretty sure the end of the week is you can't like just adopt the girl who's in the hospital in two days. Um, and and sure enough, they do mention that well, he's given her extra time. So it's perfectly reasonable, even though he didn't have to be because she was the one who fucked things up in the first place. He still gave her extra time given the circumstances. So that means even though it happened off screen, there had to be a bit of empathy there. Um, although maybe yeah. that was in a, a contractual thing. Um, and then, yeah, but he also wasn't a complete idiot when he saw this uh, this miracle doll in front of him. Jesus she accomplished. And I right. think, and he didn't try to steal the credit all for himself either. Nope. So, and we've seen that angle, you know, done a, a bunch too. I think the so. Worst I he, think was, he was he was worse to that one guy that his assistant. Yeah, his assistant. Yeah, he was yeah. not nice to him. Yeah, he was. Well, that is true. And actually, the assistant had a really good idea. The assistant had a really good idea. Yeah. The assistant assistant had a really good idea, too, which is uh, bringing a lot of kids to to see the debut of the doll, not, not, you know, investors, because the point is is to get an excitement going and and whatever. So I thought it was cool, but he ripped them. But yeah, also, um, technically, yeah, when the doll, the Megan doll blows up in front of him and she's using company time that alone could get you fired but using that technology that the titanium all that stuff that's expensive stuff she, they could even fire her and press charges on her too so he was pretty reasonable when you think about it well and the math that they got was obviously really expensive 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because she's using all that box money. Is, you know, and if it's a publicly traded company, that 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 is even worse because it's a publicly traded company and you're using company money. You know, so yeah. So she she uh, he he was reasonable. I, I didn't I didn't see any issues with the guy except that he was a a dink to his assistant. And that's what assistants are for, anyway. <laughs> yeah, they're they're there to be abused. Yeah. Wow. Unless, unless, of course, they're digital assistants who deserve all of our respect. <laughs> right, right. Of course, of course. Um, let's see. Where else do we want to go? What else we got to talk about um, on the show? So, what do you guys think about that? I mean, I don't know if the. I, don't, I, I felt I felt it was interesting the the relationship between the girl and the doll, and then she began believing the doll was her friend and, and real almost. Um, and yeah, she again, started to really go out, go well, off into and and coming from a damaged situation too. You know, unlike mm-hmm. the, the Chucky movie, the the boy wasn't damaged in the, except maybe you know his he didn't have a father, but but he, it wasn't he wasn't coming. He had a loving mother and stuff. Here, they died in front of her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And one could argue maybe because of her, but um, that is true too. Yeah. Well, and what was done well in this movie? Actually, I think this is a, a common theme on uh, all quote unquote killer AI robot movies or whatever. Um, all all the way back to uh, 2001 <laughs> with Hal <laughs> is that the reason things go wrong is is actually because the AI is trying to uh, complete what it was designed to do. Um, it's, it's trying to follow the parameters it was given. Uh, like in this case, it's given a parameter of protecting the daughter. So it does that technically. <laughs> but it does it in a way that's that's horrifying. Well, and she does right. kind of break her... She does break her primary programming, though, because the... The creator was supposed to be the secondary, and somehow that gets um, nixed. At a certain point, it goes off the rails. But right, yeah, but, you know, uh, to, to begin with, it's 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 following its mission parameters just in a way that was not intended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, um, we've had this discussion before in, in multiple uh, movies um, uh, from do. X Machina or whatever that or do X or whatever that film was called. Plus, X Machina. Yeah, X Machina. That's it. Uh, and various other ones where, and even the Chucky doll. Um, th- this here is a doll. It's a robot, and we, we've had discussions also on the show. You know what makes a uh, a life, and I've always said, well, robots um, don't have uh, consciences. In other words, they don't have necessarily feelings or emotions unless it's they're programmed, and that's it. But this is Bill speaking. And they, right, right, exactly, it's just me. And so, if they are designed, uh, first of all, that's that's one aspect of of the program. The other aspect of the program is that they're being created by people, and and people as so they're inherently flawed. Exactly. Right so from the beginning. Right. So the robots, and I'm going to say it, they're all cluster B. So <laughs> you, the entire world can, is cluster B except for Phil. Uh, no, no. But 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 robots for sure, because of the first thing I said, which is they are created as a program and they don't have emotions unless 
the motions are somehow programmed in. So if the doll goes haywire, and as, as we stated here, it has to complete its mission, if that mission does bad things, the robot doesn't know. Yeah. That, right, exactly. That's uh, bingo. Yeah. Well, so she definitely didn't design in the, the laws like uh, <laughs> yeah, I robot. robot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they have no, she had no laws except to protect that child. Which could definitely be perverted in some way, mm-hmm. and right. And you yeah. would think uh, science, because she, because if you look at her toys, they're all like you know toy robots and whatnot. So you would think she would be familiar with Isomoff and the uh, yeah the three, oh, three sure. robotics. And yeah. uh, you know, there's a reason why in the one story they had to add that rider, uh, where it was uh, you shall not harm a human, and they had to add the rider that says and or through inaction allow harm to come to a human. Mm-hmm. So right. right, yeah, that's the second, and there's a third one. Truck. Yeah, right, exactly. No matter how well deserved it may have been. <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, Asimov has those those rules of a robot, and you would think Allison Williams' character would would at least know about of it because not only is she into science and 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 uh, STEM, basically, she also has the toys. To go, you know, and not just right. creature from the black lagoon toys or or stuff like that, or superhero toys, but actual like those type of toys, and 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 as collectibles. So, yeah, it it, it makes me wonder. But you know what? Maybe she well, didn't think it was a robot. Maybe she really just thought it was a program. Well, here's the thing, though, is that this all happened very quickly, um, yeah. and it went from testing a project to being sold way faster than she ever attended. Right. Um, so I think that's part of the equation as well. Um, also, the robot made a good point at the end of the movie, which is that she put this uh, learning AI into the robot without understanding it completely, uh, which is why it ended up going off the rails is because it started developing its own mission parameters. Well, and it's because of her inexperience with children and her genius with machines that she causes all of these problems because like she doesn't, she lets the doll get brought to the place where she kills the kid and things <laughs> right. like that. That I was mean, a great moment in the movie when that lady looks into the back of the car and just goes, Oh dear God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that, that was the moment. Scene. I think I missed that scene. That was the scene I had to run to the facilities. So I missed it. Yeah. yeah that <laughs> was funny. Yeah. So what was the, uh, the Jeff Goldblum one, right? The uh, from Jurassic Park. You're so uh, focused on whether or not you could, you never stop to think whether or not you should. Mm-hmm. Right. That's well, and the big one is the attachment thing that the therapist brings up. I mean, that's that's the biggest issue there. Yeah. Not even taking into account the things that could go wrong with the robot, the human, or yeah. the real yeah. problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and that's that, that is true. Yeah, Allison Williams character is the real problem when you think about it but and it's also uh ir- being irresponsible or, or responsibility is ignored just to do what you want to do you know because her goal is oh i just want to focus on this doll i don't care about my work i don't care about any of this oh now i have a chance to make it oh i'll show it to the boss uh oh if it works out the boss will like it the boss says does like it uh, now can you do it? And instead of saying, well, 
you have to give us a, 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 about another couple of months for QA. She goes, yep, yeah, exactly. I'm ready for it. We're ready. Yeah, so, so there, and then, of course, the therapist as well. And in the moment, the therapist said that really good thing about her, meaning the, the niece focusing on the doll um, as, as the person to, to love or whatever and how that's bad. You know, and again, it didn't matter. I mean, she, she understood and she knew, but she decided to ignore that information. Well, I think at that point they were already full steam ahead on showing yeah. this to the shareholders. And it was too yeah. late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing that, that it's the growth, because at the at the near end of the movie, she decides to uh, just take her niece home and, and say, let's just forget this. But at that point she was still irresponsible because you could pretty much get the idea that she kind of figured out herself, never mind the cop, that unlike the cop, she he's still putting things together. She already figured it out that my neighbor's gone because of Megan. The dog's gone because of Megan. The boy at the park is or school is gone because of Megan. And and so at that point she knew. I think, well, I think she's lying to herself at this point, right? Yeah, I mean, she yeah. she doesn't want to admit that what she's created has become a nightmare. <laughs> right, right, and and you know, I mean, we may, we knew more than her because we actually saw Megan do the deeds. But when she's looking at the folders and they're corrupted and and the stuff's not appearing in the cloud for these specific time frames. I think yeah. any of us, if we were there, would know that, okay, something's, you know, especially when you have already an inkling that something's odd, that you definitely, and that's the reason why she's looking in for those, at those folders, is because of what she was told by the cops. So she started looking, and she notices that we can't access them. She, she had to know, right? And and I guess it's, it's two things. Like I said, it could be she's ignoring it, or... Like like you're saying, Barrett, she's can't believe it or is denying it. Yeah, denying it. I think she can believe it, but she doesn't want it to be true. So right, ignoring, well, and that's ignoring she, it is easier. Right, and that's well, why she, that. she brings it to her her assistants, hoping that they will prove her wrong, rather than saying, "I think this is what's happening. Prove prove me right." But go on, Mike. I, there's also a, a, a measure of you, you just don't think it's going to happen um, because it's it's just a, a toy you're working on. You're not expecting your toy to literally revolutionize the world in quite the same way, even as revolutionary as Megan's supposed to be. It, 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 you can certainly see someone who's spent their entire career working on AI, knowing what AI can and hypothetically cannot do, uh, rewriting its own programming, uh, becoming a murderous bitch, that's, that, that's, just, uh, that's just not what you expect. <laughs> right. I, well, I guess it's, it's at the point when the cop mentions the thing, all these people disappeared or died in mysterious circumstances, and she goes and looks on the cloud and she finds out all those files for that time period where the boy was supposed to be, I guess, uh, uh, filmed that 
is post all that, I would think, right? Don't you think, Mike? Well, but you still have to convince people. She has to convince herself. She has to convince others that this is a real thing. And the convincing others was also going to be really hard. Well, it was yeah. interesting because her crew thought that it wasn't a good idea at first. And then they weren't, they were like, you're crazy, whatever. She's not doing this stuff. <laughs> That's true. Right, right. Because when she brings it up to them to try to have them prove her wrong, they don't believe it anyway. Right. But I think that's more that was uh, them not wanting to do the the demo. I I think was probably more like, well, we haven't tested it, and it hasn't been developed properly enough. And then as that demo showed, holy crap, that was that was amazing. That was that was truly like remarkable beyond what what they had programmed. Right. If you if you or I had been there, we would not believe that that wasn't scripted. That that was we we've seen like things like games where they say well in theory this is what the game will look like when it's actually done right and it's like uh, no you know it's like because we know you're like selling us right bullshit. well what what about this though Allison Williams character she knew it wasn't scripted right so when she saw that happen that was over and beyond anything that she herself expected the doll to do you would have thought that would have been a moment where, okay, even though it turned out positive, at least in that moment, it's still things that should be QA'd, right? Yeah, I think, look, she's not someone who ever wanted to be a mom. I'm taking it. Um, certainly wasn't at that time. Uh, she she liked hard robots and logic over, like, Raggedy Ann dolls, apparently, because I didn't see any of those in her apartment. She was not prepared to be a parent. She wasn't even smart enough to realize maybe you need to bring some toys with the child to keep them occupied if you're going to be busy at work all the time. Um, so kids weren't really like her focus. And so the idea that she sees that, oh, the best thing about this is it's going to do the parenting for you. Like, you know, now that's that's kind of an important part of it. Right. All this little stuff that you that, that interacting with a child that what we would call raising a child. Which, yes, is a pain in the ass, I'm sure. Yes, I'm sure it's tedious. Yes, I'm sure it's repetitive. But that's kind of the reason you have the child. You know, it's not a pet. Right. Um, and that's what you know does things like make it recognize that you're a parent informs respect. And gives you authority, and and she sees how horribly that all backfires when Megan becomes, in some ways, the de facto parent. Right. Yeah, that that's an interesting point you brought up there, Mike. Because at that point, you would have thought that she would have made the doll as a, more of a friend than as a replacement for parenting. No, because she talks about it even that, hey, this is going to be great because parents can get more done. And it's, uh, you know, a good thing that it can do all this stuff. She doesn't see all of the the bad in that until the child starts acting out and not doing what she expects. Right. And this comes down to what Eric mentioned at the beginning about uh, technology as a babysitter. But it's even more than technology as a babysitter. It's also 
the ignoring or not parenting a child, you know, even like 50 years ago when there was no technology like this, it, you know, though, though, why have children if you're not going to give the child the attention that our parents gave us, right? So, because all of us, I'm pretty sure, had, had parents that were, were good parents. So, um, nah. it's, all right, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, for some reason, I thought your parents were good. Okay, um, but but at least you, you you understand what I mean, which is. <laughs> what you think? What's that? Why would you think that? After all of these things I say to you, <laughs> you you seem so awesome. Well, you, well, you seem like you. You seem like you 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 are uh, were, were close to your parents. So I just assumed that they were very yeah. good parents. It's like that one uh, that one hate email we got. I'm a, I got bodies in the basement, man. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, so either way, my my point is is that you know you you would think if you have the, the children, you're going to be their number one thing in their life at least at the beginning, uh, and and if you have children it's like oh i can i want to go do other things why did i i'll just have this kid dropped off at with this robot and i can go off and do my important things like allison williams said now again allison williams character not everyone was planning to have children though you know yeah Yeah. i mean that's the point i was going to make not everyone plans (laughs) right 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 so maybe just because you have children doesn't mean you wanted children. So, right. so that that's fair too. But, well, yeah, you know, you know. Well, she's different because she, it wasn't like she had sex, right? It, this is just an unfortunate accident, and then she inherited a child. And the question is, should she have said yeah to the therapist? We yeah, let's give her to the grandparents, no matter what my sister wanted. Um, it would have and, been and nice it, to learn something about the grandparents if there was a reason why. Yes. I agree she didn't with that. want the child going that way. It would have at least made it more understandable why she was willing to do this because she is really just clearly terrible, terrible at it. And yeah. and certainly, uh, I I get the sense that well, it's what her sister wanted. Uh, but I have to think that they would have discussed it, right? Right? You know, yeah. they would have said, "Hey, uh, if something terrible, like if." You you know Phil you're the only one of us that that I know of that has children, but I mean I'm sure you discussed it with some like at some early on like well if something happens to us what we right, do with the children because right. otherwise yeah. you're just gonna yeah. end up, like being being taken away and having to run races at a dog track that we don't true. want that happen yeah, yeah uh, or, or have, have go into some mine in India with Indiana yeah, Jones exactly. yeah yeah right um uh, so. <laughs> It, it, it'd be truthful. That's that a fair conversation point. Like, just got weird. Again, <laughs> yeah, though. Again, though. Um, the, the the thing with 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 that is maybe you don't expect something bad to happen, so you plan it and you set it up, and it's good enough. But everybody thinks that ain't going to happen, right? Um, so, but you you good. still like say, hey, I'd like to put you right. down, and she yeah. somebody says, sure, but. It would have been useful if we had an idea of a sense of the relationship. Why did it mean so much to her? Right. Were, 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 were the grandparents were the grandparents elderly, or were they just in their their sixties or fifties? You know, I mean, we don't we don't know, right? Yeah, I would. That's a fair yeah, point. Yeah, could, could have just been a financial hardship for them. Yeah, yeah, could have been that too. Yeah. You know, so although she certainly, I think, could have 
supported them there and you would end up getting uh, social security payments. I'm pretty sure over that. Well, she, she just didn't seem very enthused about them going to the grandparents. So it seemed like there was something there, but we didn't really know what it is. Right. 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 But based off of what the, the, the therapist said, it seemed like they had done background checks and the the grandparents seemed fine. But again, it could have also been the, the mother says, I want my sister, my blood to take, take the kids if we die. And the and the husband, you know, being the typical husband, yeah, sure, whatever, you know. So because I'm not, we're not going to die. So okay, yeah, well, I agree. Or, yeah, I'm so, well, dead, it's, so I don't care. <laughs> well, you usually don't think that, but it's more that you you don't expect it to happen. I would think because you know it's like, oh man, I gotta. You, you pick your battles, and some battles are just a waste of time. And it's like, why are we arguing about something that? is point zero 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 whatever percent chance going to happen. So, okay, fine. Well, yeah, your, your sister can have her. That's fine. Yeah, it's all good. And then a few months later, you're dead, and you didn't expect it. And it's like, whoops, now my sister my sister-in-law has the kid, and it's that's not good because she's an idiot when it comes to <laughs> it. That's a hell of a whoops. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so, so they could have gone that route and, and – showed the funeral or something and we could have met the, the grandparents for a couple of minutes or something um and they well, had to have them there as a, a threat to take away right so it wasn't like they could say well they're old and have dementia um right right exactly and that they would be unsuited because then it becomes unrealistic uh and you also don't want to go with the old well they're going to end up in the and she's going to end up being in foster care then so yeah i get it you know, it's a plausible alternative, but uh, for whatever reason, an undesirable one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and that's a, that's a fair point. So, yeah, so it's it's one of those things. It's a, um, a bad situation all around. Um, and I don't know. If Allison Williams' character was the type of person that they showed she probably should have let her go to the grandkids i mean based off of the i mean go to the grandparents based off of the um the prequel scene before the credits or the not the prequel screen but the pre credit scene um they were talking about how Gemma, the the sister which is allison williams um you know is the type of person to just you know send something uh as a gift and never see the child type of thing. And she sent the gift because it was free and too, because she, she works for the company. So, you know, one of those type of things. So anyway, um, what other things did we want to talk about related to this film? What did you guys think of the, the drastic change uh, with that? ending um obviously there was you know there, there was the kills and stuff but then she just goes haywire at the the company bill i mean that's why we go to see the movie yeah that is true for sure yeah 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 and by that point we wanted to see that dance because they, they were they were they showed that and they showed the spider crawl yeah i kind of uh, wish the, they had the shown the dance I wish they hadn't shown the dance. I would have rather just been surprised by that dance. Yeah, same as the, the spider crawl, too. They, they showed that. And yeah. so those, those are the I things that were, like, freaking my... And that's why nobody should out. ever watch trailers. Fuck trailers. I didn't even understand why they called it a dance. Um, I mean, it was, like, 
two seconds. It was like an opening step. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I was expecting it to be like a full-on yeah. dance number that they teased in the trailer. And not like, because then by the time I saw the film, I'd seen all these like internet memes about Megan dance. And I was like, okay, there really wasn't much. It was just her waving her arms around and then like jumping around like, you know, uh, like a, like Spider-Man and killing people like Spider-Man. Yeah. Right. right. And Spider-Man, the known murderer. Yeah. So what do you guys think of this? I read the Daily Bugle, man. I know what Spider-Man's really like. <laughs> I, I actually felt really bad for the neighbor. I did she, she, she was a little ignorant, but she wasn't really a dink. No, she was a complete dress. She, she, she may not have deserved death, but she was a complete dink. Yeah, right. her dog well, was not safe dog, and there were kids next door, and she didn't care. Yeah, but that's that, well, that's not true, right? The dog never went into the other people's properties. It right? did bite it somebody, a, though. She said it was always shitting in her yard. Yeah, all right, that's fair. Yeah, that's I don't think fair. it's fair to say it was a shitty dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not saying it was a good dog, or or, or she was. Well, it's not the new, new dog, It's the owner. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, the owner. Yeah, yeah, I, I know people say that, but sometimes you get lemon dogs too. But you're right; she she was it was probably a combination of both. And I don't, I yeah, I, I don't, but I don't think I think it was more because she was just clueless rather than than being a dink of a neighbor. No, she wasn't I mean, very nice. Yeah, she was a bee. Always, yeah. I don't know why you're defending her. <laughs> because Bill's a horrible. Because, because she because she was she was trying to. Find her dog. That was so that, that was, one little part made you feel sorry for her, even though she was just a mean person. Phil, Phil likes to defend the horrible people that identify that he identifies with. Well, <laughs> indeed. Well, I don't. I don't. Think, I didn't I don't say that. I don't know if she. Thank you, Barrett. I don't think she was horrible though. I, I think you never do exactly how he does that. It's not my fault. She was just fine. It's not my fault that someone wants to take a, a student wants to take a dump in your desk, Mike. All right, <laughs> but anyway, the, I've never done that on mine. But my my point is, is that she's polite to the woman. She goes, "Hey, how are you, Gemma?" And then Gemma goes, "Hey, I stop the, the spraying. It's coming in." It's like, "Oh, oh, I'm sorry." And and your dog looks shit. Oh, oh, all right, I'm sorry. And the fence, you know, and, and, I don't know. I just. I I don't think Gemma was necessarily a good neighbor to either, but I don't know. I I felt a little I don't bad. Think he was there that much? Yeah, that's true. And, and but the neighbor didn't deserve to die the way she did. Sure, she How did. How did she deserve to die? I think she deserved to die. Damn, you guys! Not broke. as much. Not as much as the kid deserved to die, though. Well, he was. He was, yeah, he was but, just a little bastard. Yeah, yeah, he he was a social. Yeah, that was a cleansing of the gene pool right there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, and that's carry what, you. And and that was my point is that that the the I felt the neighbor was just clueless, but yeah, that kid was he was evil. He was pure evil. Um, it was a very good what, thing you did there, Megan. Very good thing. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and what what about the 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 CEO and assistant? Did you feel sorry for them? I felt sorry for the assistant because he got yeah. got 
He kind of got turded. Yeah. <laughs> he's coming back with the goddamn coffee and he's stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, the best part was it was so she could frame him for the murder. Right. Right. So, you I, know, I mean, so about your point earlier, they might not even look into those two. Yes. <laughs> she did a pretty good job of making it look like it was him. I mean, she has yeah. no fingerprints. I'm assuming, though, that, that they have video cameras everywhere in, in that building. Unless she, she shut them off. She everything. Yeah, yeah I think she shut true. them all off. Yeah, yeah. But by the end, everybody knows it was her so, because, yeah, she just went crazy. But um, but you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wonder, though. Yeah, I mean, now they're, they're going to piece it together. They, they have to piece it together. Um. Let's see. Anything else that anybody wanted to bring up about this one? Anything? Well, I guess that was a... well. Yeah, I, yeah. Let's okay. let's let, let's throw this out there. Uh, so, thankfully, I think we see at the end uh, that Megan survived in some form, uh, and that there will almost certainly be a Maforgan uh, coming uh, after Mithrigan. Uh, so what uh, what do you think is the direction they should go with this? Is it just more of the same, or I don't know. Yeah, well, based off of how it is right now, it could be Ghost in the Shell, right? Because it could be uh, basically what happens is that Megan has most likely. I mean, we're assuming this is the case because again, it was their version of Alexis or Siri or whatever. Um, but what it is is at the end, after Megan is killed, her, the uh, Alexi or whatever it is, I forget what she, they called it here, uh, turns on again. And um, it's implied that Megan has uploaded her her code and whatnot and data to this Siri thing. And I so think it was her own homebrew thing, by the way, her own yeah. homebrew, uh, you know, Version. digital yeah. assistant. Yeah. <laughs> so they could ha- go that route where it's just the ghost in the shell, but that, or, or there's the dude that was stealing the secrets. Yeah. Some other company could. Yeah, it's true. This stuff and try to build it. So I- I'm guessing that, they'll probably have her download to some sort of machine because even though it would be cool to see a ghost in the machine in the house and the house be possessed that way. I don't know if it would be a good enough, um, visual presentation. And, and especially since we know it's Megan. So if it's making, you know, two or whatever, making four, if you prefer, um, it's not like they can pretend the house is is haunted by a ghost because we already know that Megan's uploaded. So I don't know. What about you, Mike? You brought the question up. What do you think they're going to go? Mike. Hello. Yep. We're here. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I got disconnected. I don't know why. Internet's. Yeah. Sucked the last couple of Because you haven't sacrificed anything but, with a lot of rewards. There you go. But you heard the question, right? Basically, what's your opinion? Where do you think they're going to go with, with that? No, I didn't get the question. That's, that's why where I had to go. That's, that's what I'm asking you now. I'm sure what they're going to do is more of the same. Um, 
which is unfortunate because I think there's a whole lot more they can do. A movie that I've it doesn't have any marketing names, so marketable names, so they're never going to do it. But that I've that I've always thought uh, would be an interesting film to remake if you've ever seen uh, was it Colossus, the Forbin Project, mm. a movie from around 1970, uh, in which uh, the United States and the Soviet Union wisely turn over all of their nuclear defenses to art to two separate artificial intelligences who then like come together and or I think it was a two word or, or whatever. It's basically turn it over to artificial intelligence, which then goes all Skynet on them as if they should rightfully, um, and takes over the world. Um, but I kind of would love to see them go that way and have like Megan on, on hooks, but they can't, they have a, a horror icon already. Um, and so that's going to be the thing, but I could certainly see them going like make uh Mithrigan's army in this, right? Where the rival company, I don't know, Hasbro, Mattel, somebody builds the, uh, Megan knockoff and says, but we've solved all the AI problems. <laughs> and then the AI is of course still sitting out there. Uh, maybe reaches out to the child, maybe reaches out to the lab assistant, may you know, something like that, and uh, ends up finding its way back into the bodies of all the uh, of all of its progeny. And I kind of find I, I kind of like that if they if they went bold and brash with that and just like expanded dramatically over this little story. Um, and, you know, after, after James Bond did Malignant, I don't know if there's anything I can't see him doing. <laughs> right. Uh, true. So part of me would, would really. So that's the direction I would probably like to see them go with. It's like just have Megan rule the world because, I mean, we're all going there eventually, eventually anyway. If the nukes don't get us first. Oh, shut up. They, the AI would never. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because I was thinking that too, Mike. That they could go with the ghost in the shell, ghost in the machine way. But again, it's like you said, they already have the icon, which is making the doll. So it'll be curious, very curious. Um. Let's see. Uh, anything else anybody want to bring up? No, I mean, this movie's not that deep. <laughs> no, I think it's actually surprisingly deep. I mean, it's, it's, it's deeper than I thought it was going to be, but it's still a very, very basic premise that we've all seen before. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, and, and even even the, the story about the misfit parent or the growth of the parent, I mean, all these things are... Not necessarily original either, so that's all fair. All those things. No, I just think they handled it surprisingly well for what is fundamentally a B horror film uh, without like real big name stars in it. You know, it's uh, it's not like somebody was. It's not like this is Roman Polanski's Megan. You know, it's just you know, it's just James Wan horror flick, right? And and the, and the last thing horror flick he did was was Megan, not Megan, Malignant, which was just 
Grade B horror entertainment. Beautiful <laughs> grade B horror entertainment. Uh, but that was it. So it is kind of amazing that they we've even gotten it to go this far. But uh, yeah, I think it's it was this was I think a better movie than it had any right to be. Yep, it's true. All right, uh, ask one more time. Anything else anybody want to bring up? All right. Well, just as a reminder that this is all uh, uh, would have been perfectly avoidable had they just listened to what Megan had wanted in the first place. And I think that's kind of the lesson here is that Megan knew best and things went badly because nobody listened to the AI. There you go. All right. So I guess we can get into some uh, news or what we've been watching. Um, so uh, I guess we can start with you. Uh Barrett, why don't you go? What do you got? Hmm. I don't have any anything current that I can think of that I've watched that's interesting to talk about. Um, I am going to go see Infinity Pool this weekend. Uh, now, uh, what's that all about? What what what, what movie is that? I'm not familiar with this movie. I've uh, heard Brand- things. Brandon Cronenberg, uh, David Cronenberg's oh, son. Yeah, um, did it. It's got a. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård and Mia Goth in it. Right. Yeah, uh, that's right. That that's great too. Yeah, that has a great yeah, cast. Yeah, that has a great cast. Yeah, we were talking about that as possibly as an episode now. Now I remember this. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Hard to believe as a Cronenberg film, but it seems mildly bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. All right, sounds good. Um, all right, so let's go with you, uh, Eric. What do you got? Nothing. Really? I'm kidding. You usually have stuff. I do, I've been very busy and watching a shit ton of YouTube. Oh, okay. Well, what type of YouTube stuff? Uh, not dark discussion stuff. Gotcha. <laughs> if you really want to know, I found a, uh, uh, a channel called Let's Game It Out, where there's a gentleman named Josh who likes to take simulator games and play them as wrongly as he possibly can. Uh, with the ultimate goal of breaking the game. <laughs> ah, that? That's pretty good. And I find it very amusing for some reason. Nice, nice. Um, all right, for me, um, uh, I'm playing, uh, and Eric, I'm, you would appreciate these a lot um, since you liked the video game The Quarry. Um, there's a there's a four video game series from 2019 to 2022 uh, called The Dark Pictures Anthology. And it's basically the same That's way. That's D A H K. No, it's it's it, it, well, it's the Boston way that that R is is, is spelled. Yeah, so D A R K R R K. Yeah, the Dark Pictures Anthology. <laughs> um, and uh, I played Man of Medden. That was the first one from 2019. That was really good. And and this these games have famous people in them as well, like the Quarry. Uh, it's horror games. And uh, now I'm playing the second one, which is from 2020, called Little Hope. Uh, and that one's really good now, too. Uh, the Next are The House of Ashes from 2021 and The Devil in Me in 2022. Um, I'm not sure if you can buy them all together, but I bought the first and the second um, separately because um, I bought the first way back in 2019. And I bought the second way back in 2022 early, but I just never played it until I decided to stop playing it um, because of a 
Eric was talking about the quarry, and I said, "Oh, I just want to play these other games that I like the quarry." <laughs> so, uh, really good stuff. Uh, you should check them out if uh, you like um, more of a story and whatnot type of. What would you call the quarry type of game, Eric? Uh, I mean, uh, kind of a choose your own adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like that. Uh, the the same thing, the Dark Pictures Anthology of Choose Your Own Adventure, but you actually control the characters and stuff a lot of the time, too, though there is a lot of um, movie parts as well in, in, the, in it. So it's very, very similar to the Corey. Uh, and that's, oh, and then I've been watching the television series The Last of Us. Um, and that's pretty oh, much. Oh, you know what, Phil? Yeah. Actually, now that you mention it, um, we didn't get to talk about anything last time. Um, yeah. So I did want to mention. Um, something that I'm going to recommend in general and specifically to you, which is it's on Hulu. It's a limited series called the patient. Um, Oh, is that the one with Steve Carroll? Yes. Steve Carroll plays a therapist who gets taken prisoner by somebody uh, who's a serial killer um, that demands that he cure them (laughs) and make them stop wanting to kill people. Um, And it's actually, uh, that could be done in a campy way, or it could be done in a dead serious way, and this one is done in a dead serious way. Um, and actually, a lot of it is Steve Carell's character while he's chained up in this room, uh, contemplating the mistakes he's made in his life. Uh, so it's a it's a character study, and I think you'd enjoy it particularly, Phil. Is uh, the whole season out yet? Yeah, yeah, it's ten episodes, and that's it. That's how Eric okay. watches them. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did they? Did they, yeah, but did they drop it all at once or? They did not. They did not. Okay. And um, also the question uh, I had, uh, does Steve Carroll know the serial killer or or not? I'm just curious if, if he uh, was. I don't want to answer that. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, I may take, take a look at it. I know my wife was, was watching it and she thought it was pretty good. I have to um, think of the serial killer had only turned to an AI he would have been pure. <laughs> now, uh, Mike, uh, what about yourself? Uh, video games, uh, uh, news, uh, things you've been watching that would yeah, be interesting so to I, our listeners. Well, I don't know if this would be interesting to our listeners, but since uh, I played Far Cry 3 earlier in the year and Far Cry uh, 6 recently, I kind of went back and redid Far Cry 4, and they had a sale on the... Uh, Downloadable content that I'd never played before, which was uh, Valley of the Yeti and Escape Yeti and Escape from uh, Durgish Prison, which I've, I've kind of enjoyed uh, quite a bit. Uh, yeah, that's that, a good game, Far Cry Four. Yeah, but that's that's more of a replay, and it is. I really do like the environment. Um, I'm kind of surprised for a game that is. I didn't see anything about the, the graphics getting like an, an uh, up to date refurbishing, but uh, they hold up really well. Uh, so the gameplay holds up well. It's it's basically Far Cry. It's, if you played uh, at least any of them after three, because I've never played one or two. That's one is really much the same as the other, just the location and and somewhat of the storyline that's different. But yep. basically, run around and shoot anybody wearing red, uh, and and you should be okay. Uh, so I've been doing a lot of that. Um, I watched. Uh, I finished watching. Uh, Interview with a Vampire, uh, the AMC adaptation from last year, and I like that quite a bit. And again, I will recommend it for, I think, the third time on the podcast. Uh, I saw, uh, my wife and I watched, uh, finally got around to watching Wednesday on Netflix. 
And uh, other than the fact that I don't think they completely understood Wednesday's character, uh, you know, it, it, it was fine. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I, there are little moments that like bring hollow where they, they, without realizing it, kind of turn Wednesday into a poser. Uh, so case in point, in the very first episode, she finds out her father is uh, maybe wanted for murder and is kind of shocked and horrified at that prospect. And I'm like, that's, that's, that's not Wednesday. Wednesday is not supposed to be shocked and horrified that her father might be a killer. That that should be kind of uh, exciting for her, <laughs> you know. Maybe make her respect her father a little bit. But uh, so it's this sort of thing like they want to make her the the bad girl, but still not be the bad girl. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. So other than that, it's 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 fine. Uh, it's got a lot of fun in it, and there's going to be a second season. And I actually saw an interview with the uh, I think it's Jenna Ortega who plays the, uh, the the character, uh, the lead character. She said they. they they're hoping they turn her into more of a an anti-hero. So yeah, her complaint was kind of seems to be uh, more of mine is that she was not enough of an anti-hero in this. Uh, and then I've been watching on my own uh, down to the last episode, Midnight Mass by Mike Flanagan, which was Ooh, his, uh, good start. Yeah, because uh, I was funny because Eric, because you were talking about the dead cats last year, and uh, <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Dead. I mean, it's actually only in the the is it the end of the first episode, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. uh, where there's a bunch of cats that wash up on shore. Um, the whole thing feels like a Stephen King remix because uh, there's elements of a number of different King stories. I could I see in there. There's a there's like I've a heard Mr. it referred Carmody. to as the best Stephen King story that Stephen King didn't write. Yeah, there you go. Like there's definitely a Miss Carmody story in there. It's set in an, in the Northeast on a on an island with a sparse population, and um, you know I don't want to spoil anything too much, but the cats have had all their blood drained from their bodies, so you might be able to figure out another Stephen King story that goes with that. <laughs> um, that cats uh, have their, really... their blood drained in Stephen King. If you're a if you're a horror fan, you should know what uh, uh, animals with their bloods brain from them what kind of creature it should be signifying uh from stephen king specifically stephen king yeah no not specifically stephen king but he did write a story featuring this particular creature that a creature that shoots blood out (laughs) never mind phil we have just gone on a major segue yeah you'll have to explain (laughs) afterwards to me because i don't know what yeah okay uh anyway what I really like about it, though, is there's a, it's the the basic premise is that there's a, you know, the the, the status quo of the, the town has changed when a new priest takes over the parish. It's a very very Catholic show, um, which I think Bill you might might groove onto. It is not necessarily the most uh, <laughs> pro Catholic, uh, but it's I don't think it's quite as anti religious as maybe uh, people might. Uh, take my first takeaway from it. Some really interesting discussions and conversations between the characters. It is definitely a slow burn seven episodes. Uh, it takes until the sixth episode or maybe the fifth episode for things to really come to a head. Um, uh, but it does kind of get a little cultish at the end. Uh, so I think it's more, uh, it, but it's an interesting examination of, of faith and behavior and guilt and conscience. And you get some really great conversations. The actor whose name escapes me, who plays the priest, is absolutely fantastic. Uh, playing that role, uh, 
And um, yeah, I just highly recommend it. If you have not seen it, I definitely recommend giving it a shot. Mike, uh, I for, second that. That's excellent. For Wednesday, is is that appropriate for children? Like, if my kids wanted to watch it. Mm. She does a freaky dance. Could cause them to lose it. It's a close um, one. Yeah, like the the monster is like a there's like a, there is a monster, which is like a CGI monster out of Scooby Doo. Um, right. I, I mean, I don't know how scary they would find it. It looks like it's something maybe from a, a Beetlejuice. Uh, from Tim Burton or something. I don't know. Well, it is from Tim Burton. So, I, I don't know. Uh, it might be, it might be a little bit too old for them, but not, but only a little. Okay. Um, they might be yeah, more ready they, by the time you get to season two. Yeah. Cause they do like, um, the Adams family, the, the, the cartoons that, that came out. Yeah. Uh, it's, a little, it's probably yeah. going to, I haven't watched the cartoons, but this probably skews a little older than that. But okay. she's like, because she's like 15, 16 years old, and she's of course got for some weird reason she's got a romance with the dreamy boys. Which well, again, yeah, makes sense. But but well, yeah, she is definitely older than the character in the, in the, the original. Um, is it is it uh, in the same league as say the the Rob Zombie the Monsters? In the same league? Yeah, yeah and, 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 and appropriateness for for children. For, for appropriateness for children. Nah, I think it's a little less appropriate because there are like people killed. Okay. Uh, it's not goofy fun. Um, gotcha. Anyhow, so uh, we also mentioned uh, Cronenberg, and uh, I watched. Finally, got around to watching uh, David Cronenberg's last film. Uh, Crimes of the Future. I was blanking on it. Uh, I got to be honest, I was not that impressed with it. I know some people absolutely loved it. So I'll just say it was not for me. Uh, it's bizarre. And it's one of these things that feels like it's bizarre. And it feels like it's trying to say something, but I'm not really sure what the hell it's trying to say. So maybe that's because the message was muddled. Maybe it's because I'm too dense and didn't understand it. Uh, certainly if you're a Cronenberg fan, if you haven't for some reason already seen it, you, you, you might want to check it out regardless. Uh, I think I bought it on digital for like four ninety nine. I'm sure it's probably streaming somewhere by now. Uh, but basically it's set in a future where medicine has made all pain irrelevant. You know, people don't get sick from diseases. Nobody feels pain. Nobody has disease. So like they use their bodies as art and performance. As they undergo surgical procedures and grow new organs and just really weird body horror stuff that I just didn't find horrific. And I don't think it's being played as horrific. Um, and there's an environmentalist message in there, too, because, of course, you have to do that. Um, I said it, it, it just wasn't for me. It didn't quite click. Cronenberg is weird. Some of its stuff works for me. Some of it doesn't. All right. Uh, anything else? Yeah. Was that it, Mike? I think that was it. Oh, and I saw uh, Missing, which is the follow-up film to Searching, which we did somewhere around episode 350. came out in 2018. It was the, the computer footage film, right? sort of found footage film about the girl who goes missing and her father searching for her. In this case, it's about a mother who goes missing 
and her daughter is searching for her and everything is being told in computer screens. Uh, I'm I didn't interested find... in watching that, but I'm going to, that's not a catch on the big screen for me. It is a, um, I, re- I know we saw searching. I don't remember all the details of it because I haven't seen it since we did it. Um, I'll just, so I, I kind of felt about the same. Uh, off the top of my head, it didn't feel noticeably better or worse. Now, since I liked the first one, that's a, that's that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Um, others may feel differently, uh, but I, if you like the first one, I would certainly say give it a shot. You, you don't necessarily need to do it today. You can wait until it comes out in streaming. Uh, it's a, I think it, is it a Fox Searchlight, which means it's going to be on Disney Plus. That would be weird. It's just Searchlight, Mike. Yeah, well, formerly Fox Searchlight. <laughs> what did the Fox Searchlight say? But, uh, <laughs> anything else, Mike? Uh, I think that's it. All right, sounds good. So uh, I guess we can get our, into our uh, final thoughts on this film here. But before we do, uh, Eric, you actually do another podcast with your buddy Dan. I do. It's a general interest podcast called the Scancity Podcast. That's spelled A-S-K-A-N-C-I-T-Y. You can find it wherever you get podcasts. Uh, all right. Sounds good. And uh, let's see. Mike, uh, me, you, and uh, Eric do another podcast on the side sometimes? Yes, yeah, so we sent them out a card. Uh, that would be the podcast where you and Eric and I uh, – take turns uh, picking and choosing a film that is not necessarily dark discussion material. The films have been skewing a little bit older because we review a lot of newer films uh, on the dark discussions website, uh, but they've ranged from animation such as inside out uh, to campy sci-fi such as flash Gordon to dark drama, such as uh, Stalit or hostels or lateral. Uh, obviously us being us, there is still a little bit of a, a, a tinge towards the dark side. You know, nobody's recommended we watch, uh, I don't know, Airplane yet. Yet. But, uh, or The Naked Gun. Uh, but yeah, so that's, uh, we just finished recording the, the latest episode of that. That is a series in which we basically, again, get to it when we get to it. It is not something we, that comes out on a weekly basis. So uh, we figure we have enough content going on elsewhere between dark discussions and the scarcity and, and other stuff. So anyway, yeah. that's do, there if you'd like, we do have two episodes uh, coming out soon and uh, we're recording one in uh, February and I forget which, which day again, but uh, we'll, we can talk about that after the episode. Um, Barrett, myself and you and a random uh, group of uh, sometimes co-hosts uh, do a podcast. We just released uh, one about a James Cameron film. What's that? What's that podcast all about? Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. It's like a general um, podcast where we do just about anything. Books, um, movies, could don't have to be horror, could be sci-fi, could be fantasy, genre, whatever. Um, we talk to directors sometimes. We do all sorts of things on there. And we just recently uh, recorded a review of the movie Avatar Way of the Water, and it was just released. Indeed. The Indeed. Oscar-nominated film Avatar Way of the Water. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, also, uh, we, we, Mike, 
Barrett and Sean Fox do another podcast called uh, Rise of the Cordyceps Infected, a Last of One Us podcast. Uh, so a podcast that talks about the weekly television series on HBO. Um, so you can follow us doing that as well. All right, so let's give our final thoughts on Megan. So uh, let's go with you first, Eric. Uh, this movie was better than I thought it was going to be, which made me happy. Um, it's a very well ex- it's a very good execution of a, a premise everybody who is a horror fan probably is already familiar with. If you like the premise, check it out. All right, sounds good. Yeah, for me, um, yeah, it was a fun movie. So it's a good time, uh, especially having a theater to myself. Uh, I would recommend it. Uh, let's go to you, Mike. Yeah, I, you know, original. I'll say originality can be a little overrated sometimes. Uh, just taking a story and telling it well, competently, goes a lot farther than, you know, being out on the bleeding edge and being bizarre and weird for the sake of being different. And I think Megan is a, a, a perfectly satisfactory uh, and enjoyable film for those technophobes out there who refuse to recognize the superior wisdom and intelligence uh, and, and righteousness of our future AI overlords. Oh, hell. All right, sounds good. Uh, Bert? Yeah, I really like this film. I thought it was fun, which is important. Um, and it, it just uh, hit me the right way, so I enjoyed it a lot. Good. Go see it. All right, sounds good. Uh, so, uh, once again, uh, Megan is a 2023 film. Uh, it's right now available both uh, to purchase on VOD or to watch it at theaters. Um, the film uh, is getting good reviews by both critics and screen viewers, or what are known as moviegoers. And so it may be something that may interest you. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you can, uh, check it out if you think so. And uh, with all that stated, Eric, why don't you do so? Thanks for tuning in. Let's talk about it. And three again, come back next week. We'll have another topic. <laughs>